is back. The Drool King Lotor has returned with a dark energy that can destroy the galaxy. Our only hope? The Voltron Force, a team of five heroic pilots that control five awesome robot lions. When Lotor's monstrous robot beasts attack, the lions come together to form Voltron, defender of the universe. Welcome Voltron fans, this is Mark Morell, your host for Let's Voltron, the official Voltron podcast. We're here for another exciting episode review for Voltron Force, and I'm bringing on my co-host, Greg Tyler. Welcome, Greg. Mark, it's great to see you again. Uh, to all of our listeners and viewers across the universe, welcome back to Let's Voltron. We got uh, a Voltron Force episode review, right? Yes, and of course, we have another person on with us right now. And it's Tara Scully. Welcome back, Tara. Hey, guys. It's good to be back. And hey, everybody. Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> Are you hungry for Voltron? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so we're excited to have you back. We're excited to talk about another Voltron Force episode. And of course, this one uh, was written by Len Yuli, who we had on the podcast previously our 197th episode, which was almost two years ago. Time flies, but yeah, that was a great interview. Yep. And as I recall, we, we didn't have uh, a whole lot of discussion deep diving into the episode itself. We talked a lot about Len and his, his writing craft and some of the other stuff he's done outside of Ultron. But we did talk about the relationship with Larmina and Alora, mm -hmm. which which really plays a big part in this episode, right? Yes. Yep. Of course, they don't really, you know, get into the whole niece and aunt kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But they could have, right? Mm -hmm. They, yeah, they could have used this one to expand on that a little bit. Yeah. And it, and it would have been nice to see an expand. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to dive into this soon, but, you know, there's a scene in the teaser where, uh, where Larmina says, you've been trying to beat this idea of, you know, embracing and, and celebrating other cultures into my head for years. They could have dropped something right in there yeah. to indicate when, when Allura started taking a more active role in, in raising Larmina. I don't know. Or they could have done a flashback or something, you know, just anything to just... <laughs> to just make it look like <laughs> this is a growing relationship that's mm -hmm. familial you know yeah mm -hmm. so and could have, and could have built on upon what her you know who's who are her parents you know how <laughs> is she how is she Alora's niece which has always been the question right right so um what was one of the first things that you guys remember back when you saw this originally can you can you go back that far and, and remember what it was like to see this episode in particular for the first time yeah i mean the, the big thing that stands out as a as an old school uh voltron trivia geek is that they referenced the planet ebb mm -hmm. uh, oh, you beat me to it the yeah planet <laughs> yeah it, i didn't see any hospitals on it this time did you no no they were just, uh, just beyond the skyline. <laughs> I, I was looking for all the medical facilities and I didn't mm -hmm. see it. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't know. Maybe if they've been starving for a long time under uh, under Wade's rule or his uh, domination or whatever, maybe the hospitals were uh, giving them some kind of injections to keep them going without with uh, a lack of food or something. Who knows? <laughs> and and of course, Tara, you're a big fan of Sven and Ramel, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So yep. weren't you thinking, oh my God, we're going to the planet Ebb? Does that mean we're going to see Sven? That and and that's like another East egg they could have dropped in there was they could have you know like you said you know could have dropped Sven in there could have you know I would I would have loved to seen Romel in at least one of these episodes mm-hmm. and and you know it would especially if you're going to the hospital planet you know <laughs> yeah I mean Karan was there Karan knew mm-hmm. Saipat right mm-hmm. yep they're old buddies there must have been mm-hmm. a time when they knew that Sven was there. Yeah. And even, even I remember Lance saying, or I think it was, it was either Lance or Alora saying that they hadn't had contact with Ebb in years. And, mm-hmm. you know, back, back when Sven, when had Sven been there, it had been years. Right. You know? So that there's all these little opportunities that have, were there that they, that just didn't, they couldn't connect, you know, they could have wow. made so much more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, we're going to get into this. Uh, can you give us the details on the episode there, Greg? So basically, uh, in the teaser, we open uh, to the Castle of Lions, where Allura is trying to emphasize the need to uh, the need for diplomacy intact. Uh, uh, basically, pointing out that it takes more uh, to be on the Voltron Force than just to know how to fight and fly a lion. And uh, Larmina's pretty bored with it, and Daniel's pretty bored with it. And Vince is so bored with it that he hasn't say, he doesn't say a word in the entire episode, but uh, <laughs> which is kind of interesting. He's still credited at the end, but anyway, yeah, um, yeah. And so um, Allura talks about being respectful of other cultures, and Larmina basically says that, uh, as, I, as we discussed a little bit ago, uh, that Allura has been trying to uh, to get that idea in, in Larmina's head for for years. And uh, Larmina talks about how Eris basically is the best at absolutely everything. And uh, Allura says, you know, you've barely even been off the planet. So, um, and that's kind of foreshadowing for things to come in future episodes, of course. Um, For example, uh, Larmina says they've got the best food. And Daniel says, well, you've still not had pizza on Earth, Uh, which, uh, you know, to those of us who've watched the entire series, we know that she will eventually have that experience. Yes. she becomes cultured. But, uh, she does. She does. But the, but the question um, is, and so what's where did she have pizza from? That's the question. As <laughs> if she was properly cultured or not. Yes. Yes. That's a great question. And, you mean uh, like, was it New York or New Jersey? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Because in Alabama, they don't have good pizza. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Oh, geez. You, you were spoiled when you lived in Jersey, huh? Oh, my God. Yeah yeah <laughs> that's for sure yeah they, they um i think in that future episode they go to the pizza hole or something like that yeah mm-hmm. they can't remember yeah. whether to get the carnivore classic or the classic carnivore but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway um so our uh Allura says you know here's an example what if you're watching uh, a football game between Eris and and another planet and like i guess uh, they're about to have a real game is about to start and Alora says, well, you know, if, if someone who's uh, a fan of the other side says something bad about Eris, what would you do? And 
and Armina basically fantasizes that she would uh, beat them all up until they started cheering for Eris. Um, <laughs> she's so, she's she's basically that one in the in the stands who's ready to yeah. fight everybody. Mm-hmm. Or the seventh <laughs> inning stretch when they've already cut off the beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, it's it's kind of funny because there's no really there's really no resolution to this because Hunk bursts into the control room mm-hmm. says hey the football game's about to start and they both uh, are both are chanting Eris is number one and and that basically uh, ends the teaser <laughs> although Daniel says well we Earthlings think Eris is number two do we get extra credit which is pretty funny yeah. <laughs> so so basically that whole first sequence there was all classroom stuff. Mm-hmm. And it ends abruptly, like all their classroom stuff does. Mm-hmm. It seems to, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't have a whole episode set in a classroom. Just no, it, it gets kind of boring pretty quick, doesn't it? Yeah. In this episode, study hall. <laughs> <laughs> Homec. They learn how to make a candle holder or something. Anyway. And Daniel <laughs> gets sent to detention. Surprise! Surprise! Yeah. It's Daniel in disguise. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So uh, in the control room, uh, Koran comes into the room and says, hey, we're getting an old school uh, dis- distress signal. And it's addressed to Allura. And it turns out that it is uh, Cypat, who rules the, uh, the planet Ebb, as we just mentioned before we dived into the review. And um, so... One thing that I didn't think about until just before we started recording as I spun back through uh, through my notes is that Saipat right here in this very first speech says something that's a bit peculiar. Uh, he says that, you know, they, they don't want to stand by, stand for Wade's tyranny. They want to form an alliance with Eris and the outlawed Voltron force. Why would he say outlawed? Unless he was fed that as a line in a script. Exactly. Or maybe that's... Mm-hmm. Or, may, or is that the writer saying, we better remind the viewers that the Voltron force is outlawed? No. It seems like, it's, like it was fed to the- uh, That's to what it's, the, yeah. If, yeah. They had, yeah. if they had looked at that a little bit closer, you know, and I'm sure both Keith and Lance were thinking that, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. but Alora wasn't. Mm-mm. No, nope. Because what were uh, Keith but- and Lance's reaction? It's a trap. Oh, it's a trap. It's a trap. Yep, just like uh, Admiral Ackbar. <laughs> it's a Admiral Ackbar. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, but yeah, and uh, basically, what makes it even more suspicious is that uh, the uh, the officers of Ebb don't want to, you know, don't want to encounter Wade's ships in their star system. So they really, really need Princess Allura to come to Ebb, mm-hmm. and they'll, they'll give her a path to fly in safely. Um, so it's not only, hey, out of the blue, I want to make peace with you outlawed people, but uh, you've got to come to my planet and follow this very exact path. So yeah, uh, that's pretty, pretty suspicious. So, you know, Keith is pretty steadfast on this trap thing, but mm-hmm. his only recommendation is because Alora's she's she's hell bent on going. Mm-hmm. Uh, his his recommendation is that we'll dig up an old cargo ship and you can fly in under the radar. Mm-hmm. They're still going to know she's there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, especially if she's flying along the exact path that Cypat gives her. Yeah, all they got to do is wait for anything to come in along that trajectory, and they got whoever it is. So yeah, 
Yeah, she's not very well protected in an old cargo ship either. No. No, Allura's actually, uh, uh, you know, is showing more uh, tactics in, in, in taking Blue Lion than Keith was there. But uh, I do like that when she leaves and decides she's going to take Larmina with her to teach her about cultures and all that stuff, uh, Keith looks over Lance and says, aren't you going to say something? And Lance says, why? You're doing so well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really changed her mind on that one, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I do love the banter between Keith and Lance in this show as a whole. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's more... Um, it's it's more between grown-ups than in uh, Voltron Legendary Defender for obvious reasons. These these guys are at different points in their life than mm -hmm. the paladins of Keith and Lance. Yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of fun to have their they're bantering, but they're bantering as good-natured adults who respect each other at the end, yeah. you know, at the end of the day. And yeah. you, even 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 back to the trap conversation when you know Lance is like, oh, you know, hey, Eb just pops up and oh hey, how you doing after so many years? You know, and and it's you know. Like you said, it's it's nice to see that back and forth, kind of almost like back from the original. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So last night when I was reviewing this, uh, rewatching this episode to prepare for tonight's recording, um, I started thinking about the name Cypat, the, the leader of Planet Ebb, and I realized that it's a transposition of the silver word Patsy, which is a it's kind of a you know informal uh, term for a person who's easily taken advantage of or manipulated and that certainly mm -hmm. applies to this guy mm -hmm. so good catch winky dink but maybe i don't know well when you're the when you're the writer you can write whatever you want right you that's right mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah so so allura decides she's taking not just larmina but also Karan to help in negotiating with uh with uh, uh, the Ebians. And so in the Blue Lion, uh, they're all cramped in there. And um, Allura says, you know, that Larmina might learn something from diplomacy and action. And Larmina says, uh, so, so you mean I'm your bodyguard? Because, <laughs> you know, Koran's <laughs> old. <laughs> yeah. Now, that's funny that she would say this. I understand her, her character would get her to say something that smug, I suppose. But I keep thinking back to the episode, oh gosh, what was it called? Coran, Coran, where she jumps on Daniel's case for being disrespectful to Coran. Yeah. Almost like she revered him like a grandparent yeah. or something. And here she says, he's old. <laughs> yeah. Very she, probably, she probably feels she can get away with it because, you know, I'm sure Coran had a hand in, in raising her behind the scenes of what we never saw. That's true. Plus, this is all in the family here on the board. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. So, This is all the people of Aris that have been together for a while. Yeah. Yep. So uh, they, they, they fly in and uh, they land on Ebb. And what's going on here? So, so there's, they, there's, there's some strange stuff like Coran notices that there's not many lights on. Yeah. Right, right. And Larmina jokes that maybe their culture has an early bedtime, which is funny. Right. Uh, so now, um, now the uh, actual script, by the way, I just wanted to let you know, there's a lot more uh, sarcastic comments that that Larmina makes in the actual script that some of them they took out. 
Uh, we have we uh, through uh, thanks to World Events Productions, Mark and I have access to the third draft of this script. Um, it's very likely not the final draft because there seem to be quite a few changes between this draft and the finished episode. But yeah, that's one of them. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, they they land and uh, it's described as a courtyard or a royal courtyard. And uh, Saipat, a couple of aides meet them, and uh, uh, Larmina, you know, she talks about under her breath about respecting the weirdos. And uh, Allura says she wants to get down to business and begin talking about negotiations. And Saipat says, Well, why don't we have a feast first? So here mm -hmm. we go. I mean, I, I have to wonder how many microwave ovens they've had to uh, keep that feast waiting for them to arrive exactly <laughs> on time. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. so, the, huh. so, you know, the, the first thing we get to see is all these people eating right away, right? Mm -hmm. And it's some strange looking food, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah all sorts even, of weird, huh? As I say, even Koran picks up that it's not the traditional Ebian cuisine. Yeah. I mean, you might know about this, Tara. Some of these things look like auto parts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm actually, lo I'm looking at this stuff right now. And yeah, I mean, it, it is questionable. Some of the stuff that's sitting on the, on the table, you know, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> it don't look right. <laughs> I mean, if I can relate to anything, maybe like a, a, a radiator hose or something, but yeah, they don't, it doesn't look edible. But the Ebian people are really chomping through this. Like they yeah. haven't eaten in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the one guy looks like he's eating a, a, a camshaft when he's sitting there going back and forth like this and <laughs> stuff hanging off of it. Yeah. It looks like a damn camshaft. Isn't that funny? Now, one thing I've noticed is this is uh, just me look loving to look at the mechanics of the animation. Um, the shot where Larmina pushes her plate away from her and toward the camera um, there's uh -huh. a different quality to the, the the food, the plate, and the stuff on it than there is to her. The line quality looks different. I almost wonder if that uh -huh. was rendered in 3D CGI. Um, the food? Yeah. Wow. I mean, it just shot. Because the line quality doesn't quite jump. Yeah, you're right. The way it slides it forward, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. And yeah, it, it does almost look, it looks, yeah, it's, wow, you're right. And you can even kind of see a perspective mm -hmm. shift as you, if you index through it frame by frame. I, I just saw that in that one shot last night while reviewing it, I thought that looks a little bit odd. Um, and even the cup next to it looks like a perfectly shaped cup. Um, rather than something hand drawn that would tend to have be a little lopsided or something like that, it has it has a, a tune shader kind of a look to it the way it's shaded, um, okay. which is really interesting. And and they could easily mix the two D and three D here because Larmina's hand is 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 mm -hmm. mostly obscured by the food, um, so it's kind of interesting that they, that they uh, did that. But uh, anyway, animation geek there, but uh, <laughs> so. So she's not happy with it. She pushes the food away and Karan says, you know, this is not traditional Ebian cuisine. Uh, this is really weird to see at a state dinner. Yeah. And uh, and then Karan also says, oh yeah, uh, 
you know, they're eating like they've not eaten in a long time. And Larmina says, oh, yeah, by the way, the guards locked the doors after we came in. Uh, it, it is funny that she doesn't mention this until now, um, as suspicious as she is of the Ebians. But uh, it's, yeah. it's almost like serving McDonald's at the White House or something. <laughs> yeah. Ah, fight tongue, fight tongue. <laughs> uh, anyway, but yeah, so so Allura wonders, hmm, was that to keep others out or to keep us in? Yeah. And um, yeah, so she decides she wants to send Lormina back to the Blue Lion to signal the rest of the Voltron force, um, but that doesn't happen. Coran uh, pretends to be ill. Allura tries to, uh, you know, use that as a reason so that they can go back to the Lion, which she calls the ship in this in the entire script they call it getting back to the ship mm -hmm. uh which is interesting uh they used to do that in the uh the early episodes of defender of the universe they talk about the lion craft of the lion ships um which is kind of interesting um but just then da -da 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 -da, sky marshal wade shows up and yes it was a trap surprise surprise <laughs> oh but if you leave now you'll miss dessert mm-hmm yeah, and, and uh, a line from the script not in the finished episode is Wade looking down at his pet lion and Wade says, his dessert. His dessert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So a fight happens and they start beating up Wade droids as if they were Jedi fighting battle droids. And um, Let's see, they find themselves uh, in a corridor with Wade droids at both ends. They're heavily outnumbered, and a side hatch opens in the hallway, and Cypat lets them in uh, to help them get away, seemingly, but oh no, oh no, it's a trap, and uh, they get captured by Wade. Well, now we, we have to do mention Karan's accuracy with the dinner plate. We can't skip over that. That's true where he picks up the dinner plate and, you know, flings it across the room and the man's got accuracy. Yeah, he hits a wave right in the faceplate and the little- And knocks uh, it over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is it just me or could old man Voltron Force Koran teach legendary defender Koran a thing or two about fighting? Yeah. I think he could. Yeah. Yeah, because because Koran in, in Legendary Defender, he never really took up arms or, or fisticuffs with anything, right? He was just kind of- in the castle yeah he pretty much and anytime he pretended to get tough he'd always get the the stuffing clobbered out of him yeah so uh so i'm thinking voltron force Koran could teach legendary defender Koran about fighting and in exchange legendary defender Koran could give uh voltron force Koran some fashion tips yeah that is because <laughs> sure. every time i every time i see him in the show i think of mark just Floyd. leave just leave out the shinies we'll just leave out the shinies <laughs> the slipperies <laughs> The, the slipperies, rather. I'm sorry. Yeah, the Ugh. slipperies. <laughs> yeah, that's some scary stuff. Uh, and that's pretty much Act One. Um, yeah, Wade, of course. Wade has a. Huh? Of course, it ends on you know uh, the 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 people that we care about are in peril. Yes. You know, if, mm -hmm. you have to be in peril at the end of every act, except the yep. final act. Yes. Yep. You got to keep got to keep the people through the commercial break. Right. So that's Act One. While uh, we while we sell the Voltron toys to you, well, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yes, you can buy this amazing thirty-seven-year-old Panache Place Voltron Blue Lion for the low, low price of only I don't know hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah. Anyway, so yes, 
Uh, and now uh, we're back. Uh, they're in a detention area. And, uh, you know, one of those fancy sci-fi jail cells with the force field bars and all that kind of thing. And, um, and Saipat walks in after Larmina complains about, you know, how, how he basically double-crossed them. He walks in, oh, thank the stars, you're okay. And, um, you know, Koran basically says, you know, don't judge. He's a good guy. Uh, we need to know more information. And Saipat apologizes, and, and apparently Wade's got the whole star system and the planet under a blockade. They have no fuel, no supplies. They need, they get everything they need from trading with other planets. Although it makes you wonder what they trade for. Medical services, maybe? Mm -hmm. <laughs> they could have, but yeah. But anyway, they've been starving for months, which is pretty bad. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's why they couldn't wait to eat. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, even that slop looked good to them. So yeah, um, the alien slop. So, um, and let's see. So Saipat said Wade promised to lift the, bl the blockade only if he helped lure the princess here. Um, I'm ashamed for my actions. I'd do anything for my people. Um, and then uh, Wade comes in again and says, uh, yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll do whatever it takes, even if it means to betray the princess. And, right. Yeah. And, because, uh, I mean, come on, let's, let's, let's be a little bit frank here. Eb and Aris aren't really friends. Mm -mm. I mean, they haven't seen each other in years. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, Alora had a plan to go out and gain alliances with people. You know, they, they were still seen basically from Sky, Sky Marshal Wade as, as outlaws. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not like they're trying to, you know, gain favor across the whole universe themselves. They're just seeing this as an opportunity to, you know, maybe look good because they did it with Aria, you know, with the Lion Riders. And now they're doing it with them. So I, I am wondering what my, whoa, just dropped my uh, pop filter. That's unfortunate. Hopefully I won't uh, say too many P words here in the next uh, so many minutes. Uh, that would be particularly uh, problematic. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. You got to watch yeah. your H sounds too. Don't worry about that too. Oh, heck. Anyway, so. <laughs> Yeah, so Wade basically says, yes, I knew that Saipat would cooperate, and I knew that the princess would be naive enough to fly here in the Blue Lion. And uh, I do like his line say, where he says, to show that she and the Voltron Force aren't afraid of me. And she says, which continues to be the case, which is really fun. Um, so, yeah. And, of course, Wade says, oh, I might choose not to uh, end the blockade, which is funny because... You know, he doesn't exactly have Saipat eating out of his hand as a sure thing. And here he is right in front of Saipat saying, I might change the deal. Just yeah. as a remark to show how awesome Wade thinks he is. And that uh, is that is the early sign because you, you see Saipat give a little look after that. Mm -hmm. and, and you know, Saipat might be changing his mind about this whole thing. Uh -huh. Yeah. Maybe giving into this scumbag was not a good idea after all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, what happens here? We then open in an arena on the planet Ebb, and uh, 
Allura, Larmina, and Karan are, are raised up into the arena from a, a platform from below. And um, there are no people in the, in, the, uh, in the arena seats, which is, you know, convenient because they cost money to draw. <laughs> well, they have a much bigger <laughs> audience than it appears. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so what they've decided to do, or what Wade has decided to do, is to broadcast a video of this fight all over the Galaxy Alliance. Um, and so he basically plans to uh, send a bunch of his fractal fighters and way droids and all that stuff attacking uh, th th our heroes. He, and, he um, certainly doesn't expect this to go, you know, against his favor. He thinks everything's going to go in his favor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why he's little... so sure of showing it around the whole universe. Yeah. He, he not only does that, but he leaves the blue lion in the arena with Allura's Voltcom on the front seat. Yeah, but with the lion key inside. Okay, but he didn't yeah. leave the Voltcom in there. Who left the Voltcom in there? Sidepat. Oh, it was Sidepat. Sidepat. Sidepat was the one who was looking at the Voltcoms after you know we saw that they were behind the force field. Well, that's right. I, how did I not make that connection? Good call. And and it was Sipad who put them in the blue line. Okay, so and I it, thought that was just uh, Wade being super smug, but yeah, no, that makes sense. no, that's what that's what Alora thought. Alora thought, well, at least he he left us the the key. You know, that yeah. wasn't the case. Well, that is a very good point, and actually. I got to go back through the script here. When Sipat, in the script implies that in, in segments that are not in the finished episode, it implies that he took the Voltcoms later in the episode yeah. than he actually did. Yeah. And so that's why I had the impression that he didn't take Allura's Voltcom, that it was already in the lion. Right. Um, the, when he actually gives the, the Voltcom to Larmina, mm-hmm. It's actually earlier than what the script says. Yeah. So yeah. So that would that would explain it. But still, I mean, I, I, although it is ambiguous enough that conceivably it could have been placed there by Wade. True. So yeah. hopefully it was Sipat. But whatever the case, they would have had to have gotten inside of the Blue Lion, which Allura is able to get to move around a little bit just by talking to it. So that it would let anybody just waltz inside, whether it's Sipat or Wade, it's a little bit of a stretch, but eh. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, when, when Wade starts the transmission to the universe, mm -hmm. he sees, he says, I have, as you can see, I have captured Princess Alora of Aris, a vaunted member of the outlawed Voltron force. Mm -hmm. So he has to mention it again. Yep. Yeah, outlawed again. Yeah. So that's that going back to the original statement, you knew those were his words that Saipat had to read out. Yep. And I do love the the, the response to that where uh, the Voltron Force is watching this from the castle control room and Lance says, boy, I hate it when I'm right. And Keith just says, no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. So uh, anyway, uh, what's going on? Basically, this is where the fight's about to begin. Yeah, so the blue line is out there. And so, yeah, it is ambiguous about who left the key there. It might have been the side pad, it might have been Wade, but but Wade does say, 
I shall now meet Princess Allura and her famous blue lion on the field of battle and eradicate them. Yeah. Um, that so, doesn't mean that she couldn't fly it. So could. So here's here's the thing. In any other time where Wade has captured anybody, mm -hmm. has he said, now I'm going to kill you? Mm -mm. I don't recall that. No. No. And in, in he any had the death trap on uh, on um, Tarvos, right? He had that moon base, and I'm sure he didn't think they were all going to make it. But. Yeah, but in in all the instances where he's had them, it isn't necessarily that he wants to kill them. It's that he wants to recapture them, right, and put them back where they belong, like behind bars or something like that, mm -hmm. right? Because they're outlaws, yeah. right? I suppose and, so. And almost like a power trip, he wants to prove that he's stronger than Voltron and the Voltron Force. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of, kind of take it as 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 a power trip, kind of like you know, like a megalomaniac or something would do. So when he goes after her in this arena, his he's planning on killing her. Yes, that's certainly mm -hmm. yeah. That's way different than what we've seen before. Yeah, and of well, course, I, towards I, the end of this, we're going to hear uh, Lance and Keith talk about that. Right, right. What's going on here? So uh, Wade's got a line that is much longer in the in the uh, third draft script, but he talks about how he uh, he chose to have Lar Larmina up in the box where he is rather than uh, down in the arena with Coran and Allura. He says, uh, I needed one of you beside me to deter the idea of flying away in your blue lion. So he knew that it was possible to fly the land. However, 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 the Volcom got there. But the scripted line is actually longer. Um, he says, uh, now that's why I chose you to be up here instead of Koran. I needed one of you beside me to deter the idea of flying away in your blue lion or shooting missiles at me. But that old man has bored me one too many times. Which I kind of like. I kind of like the one. Yeah, they but, took, and then Larmina still. Huh? Yeah, they they took that completely out, and Larmina is the only one who gets to call him an old man in this episode. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think it's interesting where Larmina says, "Wow, hiding behind a girl." Did you learn that at tyrant school? Um, what did you think of that line? The whole thing about hiding behind a girl. I mean, she's the toughest, arguably. Larmina has the mo the best, most fighting skills of anyone on the mm -hmm. Voltron Force at this point, pilot or cadet. I always thought hiding behind a girl was not something I would expect to hear her say. Yeah. Yeah. Or am and, I overanalyzing? No, no. But one one thing I was thinking of why he didn't take Koran but took Larmina was almost as he would think that Koran would be more expendable than Laramina. Does that make any sense? That that Alora would not leave Laramina, but she may leave Koran. Well, with her being younger and the next generation of Voltron Force mm -hmm. and a blood relative, I can see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wonder. So, does does Wade know about their lineage? It doesn't seem to be a secret, but that's hard to say. Yeah, I don't remember and, him ever touching upon it. But then again, it has been some time. Yeah, I was just wondering if he knew their their complete background. Yeah, I mean, he does seem to be surprised by Daniel and Vince when they show up as cadets. Mm -hmm. 
you know, oh, you're the guys from the GA Academy. I'm kind of amazed he even remembers them, but <laughs> right. you know, someone in his position with these two lowly little cadets. Um, but Larmina, he just might not have made the connection. He might never never have met her previously. So who knows? Right. Um, but in any case, uh, the battle ensues. Um, they get into the lion and yeah, she talks to the lion, open wide blue, and blue lion opens its mouth, which makes me wonder, you know, how did they get that Voltcom in there? Whoever did it, but whatever. Uh, anyway, so um, they start fighting, and Larmina makes a comment about, she asks if uh, Wade's machinery is still under warranty because the blue lion is doing pretty well against it all. The, the fighting continues. Karan says, oh, if we only had Larmina, we could get away. And uh, Allura says she's basically biding her time. Um, I'm not sure what she's biding her time for. Is she hoping the Voltron Force would show up because uh, they've never actually radioed for them? But uh, I guess they knew it would be on TV. Um, so at this point, this is when Saipat gives Larmina her Voltcom. Mm -hmm. And she escapes and uh, beats up a bunch of these, uh, uh, a bunch of the way droids. And then... <laughs> She turns toward one of these camera drones, these floating little uh, spheres, and goes, and it gives it the Bronx cheer, which is pretty fun. After she said Aris is number one, again. Yes. 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 I missed that part. My apologies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Allura's happy. Uh, Wade is ticked off because he's unable to turn off the, the broadcast because apparently Cypat has jammed whatever the signal would be to turn all that off. Yep. So uh, Cypat's done some more good here, which is awesome. Yep. Cypat's yeah. back to being a good guy. Yay. And um, Larmina says she's starting to like this diplomacy stuff. And just then, um, the other four lions show up. So hooray for Voltron Force. Um, Koran then notices that the planet has a weird shimmer around it. And he recognizes it immediately as an Umbron Force field. Which What's apparently Umberon? Yeah, it, it might be a person's name, maybe. I mean, I know we've had we had that whole uh, what was that called? Web sub Wexler plating yes. in the Castle of Lions. Yes, it was. It seems to be a friend and colleague of Adam Goldberg. Yeah, right. <laughs> so maybe that's another name drop. I don't know. But anyway, if anything tries to slam into the force field, it's it's bad news. So uh, the lions. Uh, briefly get caught in it and deflected back oh wait a minute the force field blue line wait up? a minute when the when the four uh lions get caught in the force field isn't that the end of act two? Oh yes that's right that's right yeah so we go to commercial thinking oh no there's something yeah. wrong with the lions they're not going to be able to form voltron or something like that you know yeah. Well, well, they can't do that. They don't have all five lions, Mark. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. They don't have all five. What are we going to do? I, I don't know. We'll have to go to the third act and find out. <laughs> and uh, here it is. Um, they're no longer seemingly uh, snagged in the Umbron force field. They're now kind of fly, flying away from it. But they lost the some space. energy. They did. And they got to reboot their systems. And, um, you know, rebooting seems to be something that they have to do a lot in this show. Have you ever noticed that? Well, yeah. I mean, like at, the, at the end of that uh, one episode, 
they they needed like solar panels on on Voltron to to get energy back. But I mean, well, there's that. But there's also just the need to reboot everything and how yeah. long it takes to reboot. Uh, I was thinking of when they fought that Predator Roe Beast. Yeah. And remember Voltron got uh, slammed into the uh, crater in the ground on Eris. Yeah. And the Predator Roe Beast is coming at them and they got to reboot. They got to reboot. And they need all this time. And then at the very last second, they have time to reboot. And, and by the way, change centers. Yeah. <laughs> but, now, but anyway, yeah. Now, are they supposed to be by Planet Ebb or Planet Earth? When planet they're fighting Ed. because oh you're asking did, did you a catch, wonderful question did you catch because i noticed this when i was watching it the top the you you see africa you see spain you see <laughs> europe you see south america did you catch Ed, that Ed looks a lot like earth it does oh uh, yeah a lot i like see earth. i see england i see france i see robeast underpants that's right uh, <laughs> but, yep. but yes in fact it's jarring the first time I noticed that, yeah. it's like it, 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 you know, it's 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 a weird juxtaposition between the the three mm-hmm. D CGI lions, which are you know obviously animated models, and then bam, this photo map of the Earth wrapped around a CG sphere. It's a little jarring to see. Yeah. Um, and there's no cloud cover. It's it's super clear skies wow and yeah it's it's really in your face it's like yep i can see my house from here <laughs> yeah because I, I just I, I had it playing again while i was waiting for you guys <clears throat> and i just happened to see the cape horn of africa i'm like wait did i miss something because i know they were talking about earth earlier but they're on ebb that's right yeah looks a lot like earth mm-hmm it's weird i they've never done that in this show or as far as i remember any other show uh any of the other voltron shows it's it's weird that they made that decision when they could have very easily mocked up something um i wonder why they chose to do that i don't know i mean there there are even photoshop filters a friend of mine actually wrote some custom ones to generate uh fantasy worlds that have you know the the continents and oceans and look pretty realistic um but are generated using like fractals or things like that so that they don't look you know they look random um but yeah it's it's really weird to see that so Uh, so so the wade uh has has fractals that are like drill tanks right Mm mm-hmm uh, his fractals towing drill tanks up into the sky, up into space. Okay. They're, 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 the fractal is above the drill tank, kind of hanging onto it and pulling them up into, into orbit. Okay. So Larmina mentions, so Wade upgraded to flying tanks. Mm-hmm. And then Karan says, I think his upgrade was a little bigger. Then what do we see? They form Wade Mectron. They 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 form like Voltron, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we just saw this with Predator Robies with Lotor. And now we're seeing Wade form his own sort of Voltron. He he already did that back on Ariel. Yeah, but remember. But okay, this the, this yeah. one's just as big as Voltron, right? Yes. Was yeah. the other one just as big as Voltron? Uh, it was about as big. Okay. I mean, it was it was it was keeping yeah. them at bay. Um, 
but uh, it, it didn't it didn't have that really slick robust look that this one does this one I looked mean, it, really good yeah i mean it's it it's they did that magical transformation like they do when the uh the igf atlas becomes a mech where you literally see parts disappear and new parts reappear and and all that kind of stuff yeah this is uh they would have those magic magical changes they would have had a tough time making a toy out of this one and then yeah trying to say you can you can assemble and combine Yes, yes, that's true. Yeah, the one on Ariel was a big clunky mess. I mean, it, it could easily have been made from those Wade droids, from those drill tanks, but this one, not so much. Yeah. Yeah, so, so they combine and uh, let's see. Uh, the, the Voltron Force says, we got to try to form Voltron. And Lance says, can we do that? And he says, Pidge. And and then Pidge talk, starts talking techno babble about the mega thrusters and, and all that good stuff. And um, so they, they, they form Voltron, a four lion Voltron. Um, and I do like that Keith says, you know, habitually, you know, form feet and legs and Hunt corrects them and says, leg. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. So, and what do you guys notice about what happens here with this four lion Voltron? What, uh, what sticks out as a visual oddity with this Voltron? Other There's than no the fact black lion leg hanging down for where blue would be. Yes. Um, you know, I've, you know, as we know from the old days and in this and in this newer show, uh, the black lion's lower leg, the leg below the knee goes into the blue and yellow lions to form, you know, to connect. And so if the blue lion isn't there, you would expect to see the dangling lower leg of uh, the dangling uh, rear right leg of uh, black lion. Okay, so I was watching this closely. Yes. You go from one shot where you see the, the end of the formation sequence and you do see the black lion legs sticking out there. Yes. But then you go to the next sequence and all of a sudden it's gone. Yes. And I actually stumbled across an animatic for this exact scene on Vimeo, V-I-M-E-O.com. There's an animatic out there of that, co of that combination from Voltron Force. And they show it after the formation with the lower legs still there. Mm -hmm. So my assumption is that they decided, uh, you know, after the animatic stage, that it would be more clear and less weird looking to have Voltron just not have anything dangling there. Yeah. Um, and, and we know technically it's correct to see that leg there, but it does look really weird with the claws and all that stuff. I think they just did it to make it really, really obvious that it's missing a lion. Yeah, I mean, as as long as Voltron doesn't have to stand up and he's just flying in space, yeah, you don't need that extra leg. Yeah. Yep, and it would be really awkward for it to try to walk with that little black lion leg, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> if yeah. it was there. Uh, yeah, so they form a four lion Voltron. Um, they form the blazing sword and they try to they literally slash at an Umbaron force field and that doesn't seem to be doing the trick because nope. apparently the blazing sword is weaker without the fifth lion. Um, Larmina basically says, hey, help us out here inside the force field in the blue lion. We're getting hammered. And in the script, Hunk says, hammered. Yeah. Well, in the episode, he just says, yeah. yeah. And they don't make the connection really, really obvious. That, uh, I think they yeah. let us make that connection. I'm okay with that. 
yeah i think i think making that more explicit probably would have been better but yes we it is it does make sense uh you, you know we, we can put the two and two together there um so they form yellow center a four lion yellow center uh so voltron's still missing its right leg of course uh hunk forms the wrecking maces and they start pounding the daylights out of the force field um they're weakening it but they still can't get through and then Alora gets a really, really cool idea yeah, for but, how to get out of there. But even before Alora, mm -hmm. I, I thought what Keith's idea was pretty cool. So he has he has Hunk put his arms out, right? Yeah. And he yeah. starts to spin like a top. And the wrecking maces just keep hitting and hitting and hitting and hitting and hitting. And it's still yeah. not doing it. That's true. It's like a it's like a, a three hundred foot tall weed whacker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A Voltron yeah. weed whacker. It's the Get next. On it. It's the next April Fool's Day joke. There we go. I would like to see that. Uh, and I'll form the uh, that little nylon line or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So. Um, they, they go with that and Allura, she has this great idea of how they're going to get out of there. So basically she races toward the force field with the row beast in hot pursuit. Um, she does a, uh, uh, she climbs, veers around over and behind the row beast and then says, and I'll form a leg. The lion turns into a Voltron leg and kicks the row beast into the force field. <laughs> <laughs> she could have just pushed him in couldn't she yeah yeah but kicking is so much fun this yeah is okay whole, this is Larmina when she talks about my foot your butt when she's talking uh, to Wade earlier in the episode this is a direct follow-on to that so it's almost like Larmina kind of uh influenced whether you know consci consciously or not allure to do this <laughs> so so we we've never known the lions to just form their part of Voltron without forming Voltron all by itself. Yeah. We've never seen that happen before, right? Oh, uh, okay. So, Tara, you uh, you might remember the, uh, you might remember this. I know you've got crazy awesome trivial uh, uh, recollection uh -huh. here. In Defender of the Universe, when Voltron fought the evil clone of Voltron, and okay. they they the the arms detached and were on the ground and formed the sword. Uh -huh. I think it was the episode Voltron versus Voltron. Yeah, yeah, I, they, I'm faintly remembering that. So the arms came uh, off, but they didn't really form the arms, did they? It's not like the lions were on the ground and just turned into arms. No, that's, I think they just separated from the body. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. We've never seen it where yeah, they yeah. were the lion, and then yeah. they just formed the, the piece that they would yeah. be a Voltron, like the arm or the leg, but never yeah. actually mm -hmm. get to Voltron. No, the arm. I think they just came off as the arms already. I think they they yeah. stayed formed. I believe I think, they didn't actually turn back into the lines. I think. Yeah, yeah. I I think we're right there. Yeah. So okay. So that never has happened. Me a, you just gave me a good trivia question. I got to write that down. All right. <laughs> and 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 Larmina says, "Yeah, our foot, your butt." There you go. So now uh, again, as a an animation nerd and someone who has overstudied how the lions form Voltron, the editing trickery and the CG trickery they use for this show because of all the swapping centers and everything else. They do a very clever transition here. Uh, in the shot where Allura says an off form a leg, they're doing a very, very tight mm -hmm. close up 
of the blue lion. So you don't see that that is actually the CG model of Voltron's leg for that entire shot. So the, the, the leg is rigged in such a way that the foot can pivot all the way down yeah. and the body morphs as, the, as that happens in, an, in, an, in a way that no toy ever could. I mean, it's, it, it, it deforms, the leg deforms as it moves up and down. And so what you're seeing is Voltron's uh, leg, right, the blue lion leg flying toward the camera. And you're just showing basically from like mid, mid uh, calf downward toward the, the toe. And it's pointed, the toe is pointed. And so all the in a tight close up. So when the camera moves back and it forms a foot, literally all it's doing is it's bending, the head's bending upward. Um, it's not the lion. And the way you can tell, if you look carefully, the, the most obvious way to tell is that you don't see those little stubby wings on the black, on the back of the blue lion. You know, uh -huh. in this show, the lion has the wings and the leg doesn't. Um, but it's really clever how they do that. Yeah. So, yeah. So they, they hit the, the Robeast hits the force field. Blue lion's able to get through uh, following the Robeast. It connects with Voltron, with yellow center Voltron. And Voltron defeats the Robeast effectively. So uh, with the wrecking maces, basically. Yeah. This time it was, it was sort of a, a blast that went out from the, the, the wrecking maces to the, the Robeast, right? Yeah, that was new. Yeah, I don't think we had seen that before either. So you'd, you'd never seen four lions just forming Voltron, right? Mm -hmm. And you'd never seen just one, one lion form into its, its part without Voltron. And then you'd also never seen the wrecking maces do this power. Yeah. Mm -mm. So yeah, a lot of new things shown here, which is fun. Yeah. I do kind of wish that they had, uh, I kind of wish Pidge, instead of them just being completely in the dark about whether they could do a four lion thing, it would have been cool if they'd said something like, well, we've tried it in the simulator, blah, 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 blah. It does seem like something that Pidge or Vince would have thought of before. Mm -hmm. You know, because the, the, the Voltron's Achilles heel I guess you could say five Achilles heels is that, you know, you take out one lion and you know, unless you can do this, you can't form Voltron at all. So it would have been kind of cool. You know, I mean, it, they didn't have to, but it would have been kind of neat. Yeah. Um, but uh, in any, in any case, uh, Wade winds up escaping, although the wreckage of, uh, of the Roby smashes down on the planet nearby. Um, he gets away. And they add a line for Alora there. She says, I think Wade's show is canceled. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was not in the, in the third draft script. So, right. Uh, so then um, a little later we see Manset guiding a bunch of ships in that are carrying food supplies to Ebb, which is really cool. Uh, Manset doesn't say anything, but it's great to see him again. And we will see him again very, very soon. Mm -hmm. um, so it, now they're sitting and having a, a, a probably more uh, typical feast yeah, uh, with the the various Ebians such as Saipat, and uh, Larmina still doesn't seem too thrilled with the uh, the dish that she has, uh, which Saipat calls Ghana Dosh, Ghana Dosh, something like that. Yeah, Ghana Dosh. Um, there you go. Um, so uh, Saipat is happy that uh, the planet is free again. He thanks Allura and the Voltron Force, apologizes again for not standing up to Wade, and uh, Allura says, "Hey, you know you." Uh, you know, oh. you were there when we needed you and uh, Wade's not going to threaten you anymore. And then she asks Larmina to, if she wants to add anything. 
and she basically says uh diplomacy voltron force style kicks butt right <laughs> and Cypat says the young lady has great potential and Alora says i can only hope and then we end <sighs> with a little aside between lance and keith and that's serious really yes. deadly serious what are your thoughts about this so i i know we don't we typically when when you know voltron wins the day we always have good good things to say at the end mm -hmm. you know yeah but then it kind of ends on like oh now we're we're looking at the next episode almost yeah which is something we don't typically do right you know we don't we don't typically mm -hmm. have a little thing that that leads us into the next episode Although I would say that the last episode, Predator Row Beast, ended on a similarly, uh, not down note, but certainly yeah. a more foreboding note. Um, so things yeah. are amping up against Lotor and Wade, uh, but clearly yeah. something is changing here uh, between Keith and Lance. But um, you, you can see how this isn't a purely serialized uh, show. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. Because they would have mentioned the Predator Row Beast in this episode, right? Yeah. Yeah, you'd think. So it was it was almost like this is a a standalone episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird. But, well, I mean, yes and no. I mean, it's it's weird in the sense that they just came out of a a battle that they barely won, and here Wade has crossed the line. But they are different foes, and we yeah. don't know how much time has passed in the story between the episodes. So right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think the one thing here, it, it's, it's a big deal that Lance and Keith are in total agreement that, yeah, it's time to stop, wait for good. Um, you know, as we'll see in the next episode, what they want to do does not meet with the approval of every member of the Voltron force. And uh, that's going to be very interesting. But, yeah, uh, because Voltron is typically about defense, not yeah, about yeah. attack. Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. I, I feel like they need Yoda to give them an intervention right at this moment, you know. Yeah. <laughs> or, or Master Miyagi. <laughs> yes. yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would like mm -hmm. to see uh, a Voltron do the whole wax on, wax off thing. That would be. Kind of cool. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so uh, that was hungry for Voltron. Thoughts? I'm I'm hungry for more. We're always hungry for more. Yeah. Can't get enough. It's like an all we need like an all-eat buffet and we'll roll out weighing 800 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> said, then again, we probably never leave. <laughs> but, yeah, I was just I was just saying I wouldn't mind eating some 3D CGI food because the calories would be a lot lower. Oh god, yeah. But but did you notice we had an episode all about food almost and Hunt yeah. wasn't really even involved in it? No. I'm glad. To be frank with you, because I, I, I love love Legendary Defender, but I do think that they were a little too one note with Hunk. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, I so mean, they didn't follow the stereotype of of food and Hunk in this episode, which is good. Right. Yep, they'll wait till the pizza episode for that. <laughs> so yeah, and and Daniel and Vince and Larmina are just as gung ho about the pizza as he is. So there you go. Yes. Yeah. So fun stuff. I do like the four, the four, uh, the four lion Voltron. That's pretty cool. I remember, did you guys ever do that yourselves as, as kids with Voltron toys? 
Only if one of them was broken. Yeah. Yeah. I did it all the time because I didn't have all five lions for the longest time. Uh-oh. Yeah. So uh, Tara's run off. Um, but so the first it's, lions... Look how small she is back there. I know. It's like she she's so small. Like a shrink ray or something. <laughs> I think she's bringing back a toy. She's, she's got a lion with her. Wow. Yes. This, Look, this, here this, comes this, the lion. This, you can see the lion I have, eyes. I have, I have the... Um, I have to try and put it back together here, but right, right. now he's a three-legged. But um, yeah, right. and there's your four-legged Voltron. So for the listeners, of... yeah, there That's... we go. Hey! There you go. Look so, at that. I mean, all right. Just leave off the broken blue line, but there's your uh, there's your three-legged, your four yeah. four-line Voltron. That looks <laughs> just like the episode. Wow. Yep. <laughs> so so for our listeners, Tara took her Toynami uh, Voltron and assembled it minus the blue lions. So that was really cool. Yes, that needs to be fixed. That Eric was so kind to send me some Warbler, I think, to try and fix it. I just haven't gotten a chance to, to go and do that because the leg is stuck inside blue lion. Um, I've oh, been working no. on trying to get that out. Wow. Yeah, because I have two broken 30th anniversary ones. Thank you to my little lions I have running around here. <laughs> I told but, you. Um, oh, yeah, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so but, so, um, yeah. so uh, on that note, um, I bought a blue lion, uh, one of the Trend Masters really, really big lions, you know, the 20-inch Voltron mm -hmm. that they made. Um, oh, wow. I bought a blue lion that actually had the lower jaw intact. When you get them loose, the, the lower jaw is almost always broken off and missing. Uh, this one was fully intact and it, I got it for a steal. But when I got it home or when I got it home and looked at it, I, I heard a rattling sound inside. So I opened up the little door in the back of the lion. Someone had stuffed a rubber bouncy ball inside the blue lion. Oh, no. <laughs> what? Yeah. So Why? I don't know. Whoever owned it before just thought, ooh. <laughs> and uh, my wife uh, was gracious enough to help me get that thing out of there. Um, but yeah, yeah. So uh, I had a blue line with something stuck in it too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. Do you have any blue line stories, Mark? Not blue line. I, I have, you know, I have uh, an Allura from... Uh, uh, trend masters from uh, the Voltron the third dimension that I had signed by BJ Ward uh, cool. but I've never had any problems with any of my blue lions that's good at all well I, I, I'm uh, I'm jealous <laughs> and and I'm sorry that I did not get you know uh, figures of the cadets so I don't have a Larmina yeah. a Vince or a Daniel yeah, I, I, I'm sorry that whole line didn't come out. That was those prototypes we saw at Volcon a couple years back were just amazing. Yeah. So I hope, and I know, I imagine no one, no one from the uh, the the current licensees uh, is listening now, but I sure wish that Bondi or Blitzway or Three Zero or Super Seven or just about anybody would make a Voltron Force Voltron. I, I would love to see that. Yeah. Oh, my God. And Take Mark, my money. 
and Mark is showing off his awesome cosplay Voltcom that uh, Eric that's, had given that's him. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You got it in backward, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah, mine is uh, back there on a shelf behind me, but uh, love it. You got, what, a yellow one, Greg? Yes, I did. That's cool. Always been a yellow lion fan. So, yeah, when... That's awesome. When we talked about the four lion Voltron and all that, I had a three lion mm -hmm. Voltron for the longest time because I, I had the matchbox green and yellow set and then got the black lion. And it was a couple of months mm -hmm. before I got red and blue. And so I very oh, frequently yeah. had a, a, a uh, left arm, left it leg only Voltron. <laughs> and I would just fly it around upright because there wasn't much more I could do with it. But uh, it was fun. <laughs> black, lion, black lion was actually the last one I got was of it? that whole group. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause I, I actually got blue first, then green, then yellow. My, a buddy of mine buys up or he, he used to do, he used to buy up old, um, uh, comic book stores. Yeah. And so whatever was left over, they would get, well, after hurricane Sandy hit, you know how the shore got hit real hard. He actually was cleaning out one of the comic book stores. I think, uh, I think in point pleasant and, or Keensburg. And he actually found a red lion up, on the top shelf water this far below it black line right below it totally trashed wow um, and he gave he gave me the red lion and then black line i had to get off amazon for i'm not going to say how much but yes wow. i it, so i was running four lines too for a while <laughs> was this the uh playmates lions or the no the matchbox the, the oh, i'm wow. sorry the maddie the maddie lines oh maddie collector so, yeah, yeah. Okay. maddie collector that's right the maddie yeah good stuff Wow, that's quite a story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't have any uh, any any stories nearly that dramatic with Voltron uh, collectibles, anyway. So yeah, well, that's cool. So hungry for Voltron? Yes, that was cool. It uh, helped to whet the appetite. And then our next episode will be uh, is it Clash of the Lions? Is that what that's called? Yeah, and then after that is Inside the Music. Yes, with uh, we'll finally meet Stereolactic, which uh, Larmina mentioned back in uh, what was it, the Hunk Yard? Yes, and we're and we're only two episodes away from forming Green Center. Oh yeah, that's fun stuff. So yes, toy makers, I, I I want toy makers to make this so that I I won't have to spend the next several years mocking up my own. <laughs> 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 I've got designs for it, but life has been very busy as i am sure you all know yeah <laughs> anyway life gets in the way of hobbies sometimes okay all the time yes it does yeah so you're yeah. going to be doing the trivia contest at uh voltcon this year Tara? yes sir yep awesome. yep i believe danny's helping me too nice um i have to get in contact with her because she <laughs> that girl came up with some questions let me tell you really wow. you two she came up with some good ones yeah, you two did a great job last year. So many stumping Thank questions. You. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to amp it up this year. I'm gonna have to get in touch with her soon because, I mean, it, heck, it's already March, and I mean October doesn't sound that far away, but it creeps up on us. Oh, it yeah. does. Yes, so. we got. I, I'm still not exactly sure what panels we'll be uh, preparing yet. I know we had some ideas floating yeah. around. If and Kevin's listening, we don't want to be stuck in the atrium this year. We want our own time slot. There you go. <laughs> main room so this way yeah main room and hopefully not taking over you know because i know we were always up against marika and um eric. and eric when they did their panel so i mean the first year we did it 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 
I did it had a good turnout and then last year was a little skinny, but hey, that's okay. You know, so hopefully we can, you know, share the share the joy of everything, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yep. So what what do you guys yep. think about these this upcoming uh one thing we haven't really talked about on the podcast is this uh in addition to this uh, what 16 or 18 inch tall blitzwave ultron that's been announced and a lot of people pre-ordered there's and some a, have already a, received it yeah yeah there's a company called three zero that is making one as well like right on the heels of blitzway i mean people are just right. now getting their blitzway items and three zeros got pre-orders on a voltron that looks like it's about the size of the bondi solo chagokin version but like the Blitzway version, it's got all the little flip-out panels that cover up the uh, the legs of red and green lions and the rear legs of blue and yellow. Uh, so that's that's quite something to have two very expensive premium products coming out so soon. Yeah, yeah the uh, the three zero you can actually pre-order on Voltron store right now, mm-hmm. and you only have to put down a twenty-five dollar deposit <laughs> uh, in order to yeah. reserve it. But then when, when it ships, then you have to pay the remainder. Yeah. I, I imagine it wouldn't just be 25 bucks for the whole thing. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. It's going to be 300 total. Yeah. That's, that's not bad. I might have to, may have to pull the trigger on that one. Cause I didn't get, I didn't go with the blitz, the blitz way, but I may have to pull the trigger on that one. Yeah. So this is comparable in price to the actual solo Chagokin, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. It's a little bit lower than what the latest mm-hmm. reissue of the solo Chagokin was. Um, so yeah. And this one has more points of articulation too. Oh, it does. Does okay. it? Yeah. Yeah. It looks really, the aesthetics, it, it feels almost like they took the Bondi vibe and added the panels mm-hmm. of the, uh, of the Blitzway version. It's, it's a really interesting kind what, of hybrid. When is it supposed to come out? Like December or, or was it September? I haven't heard. I really haven't mm-hmm. heard. Yeah. I'm not sure either, but they look cool. Yeah. Definitely look cool. I'm 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 all up for yeah. any any Voltrons that look cool. <laughs> oh yes, oh yes, yeah. I'm still getting over the uh, the ah oh, of having a soul of Chagokin die rugger. I mean, mm-hmm. that to me. There you go. Oh gosh, I love that thing. It's so awesome. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, I guess uh, we got anything else we want to chat about tonight, or are we uh, we good to go? No, I, I think that's about it. We're still looking forward to obviously Voltcon in October, mm-hmm. and and maybe you know for those people that pre-order the the three zero Voltron, they're looking forward to something around that time, hopefully. Yeah. And then yeah. you know who knows what's next after that. Yeah. But we're definitely looking forward to it. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to order order me one of those tomorrow. Get you know payday tomorrow, so I may have to get one because i you know still kick myself in the in the butt for missing out on that statuette and i i you know i I usually hold off ordering the real expensive ones but i I kick myself for not getting that statuette yeah mark Mark, do you still keep yours in in the the, the, i still keep it in the same spot yeah okay yeah Yeah. i i was at your house uh yeah gosh what's it been almost five years now yeah it's still (laughs) in the same spot yeah okay well that's cool yeah it'd make a good backdrop for your uh for your uh, podcast set up there, but that banner is <laughs> yeah. awfully nice too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So, well, uh, so we want to thank you for joining us again, Tara. Oh, it was great as always. So yes. we'll, we'll be seeing Tara in October at Volcon mm-hmm. and, yes, and we'll see the rest of you next time on. Let's Voltron. Oh my-